And I'm telling you, one, you know, the last couple of years I've gotten into these places and experienced them and talked to business owners and seeing what they have to offer. They almost always have something really special, whether it's the experience, whether it's the service, whether it's the food, the product. I mean, there's a legitimately big advantage to shopping and eating local um, that I think people are realizing. What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give and Ovation. I am joined by Dave Loveland. For those of you who don't know Dave, he is the founder of Keep Local Alive. He's also a three-time founder and uh, speaks four languages. Now, Dave, I uh, want to ask you, do you know what they call someone who speaks two languages is? Bilingual? Three languages? Trilingual? Four languages? Quadrilingual? I don't know. Or, or maybe just Dave Lingual. Uh, and then one <laughs> language is American. Ah, ah, nice one. Yep. There we go. Um, <clears throat> which is ironic because you speak four, I speak a couple. Here we go. We're going to make this happen though. Dave, first of all, let's start off by talking about Keep Local Alive. Um, why did you start it and, and what do you do? Well, first I wanted to call out my professionally designed logo here on my blackboard that is true very <laughs> fancy i'm loving that man i i don't i gotta talk to the artist who did that we need to put one put one back here in, in uh, my yeah. sewing room you know what it's it's a movement first of all that's why i did a, a hand-drawn version of the logo i figured you know what movement's supposed to be grassroots so yeah yeah i mean like that keep local live was you know it wasn't uh, the intention of myself and bobby my co-founder in fact we went to launch our business DIFM on March 1st of this year. So we were gung ho about launching a platform for micro businesses, small businesses, um, retailers, restaurants, service businesses, all these tiny businesses that two weeks later literally shut their door and yeah. we we're all kind of waiting and seeing what this world was going to be like. So that's, uh, how the keep local life story actually starts is realizing, you know what, we can't launch this company. We can't do it right now. We can't go sell products or solutions to people. It's just not good timing. Let's just find a way to help and find a way to make an impact. And so that's how the movement came about. Love that. And so who do you, who do you typically work with? You work with, uh, and, and actually, well, what does, what does keep local live do? Okay. So keep local live. Um, you know, Bobby and I, he for the last few years and I'm myself for the last couple of years, we've worked with very small like mom and pop retailers and restaurants, coffee shops, those types of businesses. Um, we have personal relationships with a lot of those people that when COVID hit and they're shutting their doors, we're like, we're feeling the impact because we realize what this is going to do to them. Yeah. And we're saying to ourselves, I don't think the average person realizes how many businesses they're going to lose and we got to do something. Um, you know, to make a change there. So it's really, it's really about calling attention to those uh, retail and restaurant businesses in your community and finding ways to help them. Awesome. And so what things have you seen that have been, um, that people have been doing that's, that, that have been successful to help 
keep their restaurants or retail locations alive? Well, you know, there were some initial waves of things people were doing. Um, like, hey, buy, let's buy a bunch of gift cards from this restaurant to help them out. It gives them a little quick cash inflow. Um, so we saw that initially. But as this kind of closure dragged out and people realized, oh, things aren't just going to close and then reopen mm-hmm. and go back to normal. Um, so as far as what's worked, you know, it's number one, surviving. There's those businesses who have survived the initial closure. And now, now the question is, how do you get past surviving and actually keep building your business and keep going through the next six or 12 months or whatever it's going to take to get back to normal. Yeah. So are you guys providing with providing them with resources, providing like ideas, like what, what can people um, expect if they go and, and uh, find you at keep local alive? Yeah. The, the whole purpose of keep local alive is to, is to bring business owners into this platform and local minded consumers into this platform, specifically just giving business owners a voice to tell their story, to say, hey, consumers, this is why it matters right now what you do. And then the side of the consumers or the regular people is just giving them a way to see how they can support, because there's more ways to support the local businesses than to simply go spend money there. Um, There's a lot of other things that they can do. So it's really a platform just to bring support together from the owner standpoint and from the regular average person standpoint in their community. Yeah, so what can what can the consumers do as opposed to just like buying gift cards if they don't yet feel comfortable going out or as as we kind of step into this new normal, um, what what should consumers be thinking and, and doing? Honestly, if there's a business in your community that you love, and most people do, there's a coffee shop or there's a restaurant or just something where they're like, man, that business has been here for 40 years. I don't want to see it die. Um, yes, you can go spend money there. You can go eat there. But more importantly, you can, you, can, you can brag about that. You can post a picture of your, your meal. Um, you can share their social media posts and get involved in social media and kind of helping them broaden their exposure and broaden the awareness um, to other you know, people that you know. Yeah. So do you have any good success stories of, of what you've seen restaurants and communities coming together? Oh, yeah. There's, um, <laughs> there is a Facebook group in Enid, Oklahoma, which you probably never heard of. There's like 20,000 people in this Facebook group and they cash mob a different business every single week. So what that is, is people go eat at that place, snap a picture and say mobbed. And they, they take a vote every week on who to cash mob that week. But it's incredible. Just kind of a small, I don't think, you know, it's a smaller town, but just the outpouring of support just by the average person um, and bringing people together and making one big impact for one business that week, you know, it's really cool because we're, we're not going to keep every business that's on the edge or on the verge from dying through this, but you know, there's a lot we can do. So I think that's a great point. That's really cool. Having that community come together like that. And, and what would you say for, you know, someone who's listening right now, maybe they've got one restaurant, maybe they got 20, maybe a hundred, maybe 300, like how can they engage your community? Because regardless of if it's like a Wendy's or if it's like a Bob's burgers, um, there, a lot of them are owned by smaller, you know, individual franchises. Right. So what would you say to them? How do they engage their community? My number one thing is tell your story. You grab your cell phone, you put it in front of your face and you tell people, about your business, what's going on? What are you doing to survive? What are you doing to come out of this? What can they do to help? 
um, social media is it's not really a place anymore for canned nicely designed ads and nicely designed this it's about real content and real mm. people and the number one thing i tell people is tell your story um a lot of business owners are are big followers of the e-myth yeah. which is all about getting out of the business right create processes and people and, and you know and remove yourself from the business and that's how you gain freedom and that's true but if you're in the retail space or restaurant space you're an integral part of your marketing and your you know, presence in that community and you need to tell your story and have a voice. Yeah. I mean, what did, I mean, Danny Meyer, right. Uh, setting the table, he had his restaurants purposely be close together just so that he could go visit them, you know, at, at dinner, visit them at lunch um, and get to know people. And I think that that's really a huge part of keeping local alive is making sure that you're acting local, right. Uh, too often, like you said, people, they want to step out a little bit too early. Um, and I think it's, it's great to get freedom. But at the end of the day, when you lose that personal touch, when you lose that connection, uh, there's a big part of the why, like Simon Sinek talks about, right? People, people just don't just buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And if we are, uh, if we don't, really have that why out there and telling them this, our story, then yeah, I think that becomes really tough. So in terms of, of telling your story, how would you recommend doing that? Like, are, are you talking about telling my story? Like, Hey, I, I, uh, you know, my parents immigrated here when I was 12, or are you talking about like a daily story of, of here's what's up at Bob's burgers? Well, I, you know, there's a lot more people that are more expert than I am at social media and, and social media marketing. But I mean, the basic gist of it is, is you need to be, especially during times of crisis like this and, and extreme times, you need to be front and center in, in telling people what's going on. You have loyal followers already. You have people that are interested. You need to just simply communicate with them. And like you said, whether you have a single location or 20 locations across states, you can still be part of that story the the why like you said why you started it what you're doing now i mean it's it's got to come out so i don't know if i have a specific recommendation on whether you should post a daily video or a weekly video or whatever it is but yeah you need to get in front of your phone your face and and talk to people right now i like that and then what about like in store what what should they be doing in store to uh to kind of get people to help promote them I, th I think there's a lot, uh, a lot of just encouraging the the reviews, and you know, please give us a shout out on social media. I've seen a lot of clever little signs and little resources like that that you can put in your physical, you know, brick and mortar location. But you know, th again, there's people that love you, that love your restaurant, or love your business and what you do. Just give them little plugs or little reminders on how they can share that love on social media more than anything. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, in terms of social media, a lot of what you're doing right now, I mean, that's primarily how you're getting the word out there, right? It's, it's mainly through social media. That's how people are connecting. Um, and so in terms of getting on social media, I know you said you're not like a social media expert, but are there specific platforms that you would recommend if, if someone is maybe not feeling super comfortable with social media? Well, yes, Facebook, 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 Facebook. 
there's a lot of people that are doing tons of good things on Instagram, especially women's boutiques and certain types of businesses. But Facebook's like the lowest hanging fruit in the history of small business advertising and marketing. Um, specifically, what I'm saying right now is Facebook groups. They're a unique way. It's, it's not a page. It's not a place for you to advertise, for you to promote. It's groups of people around some topic, whether that's support local Provo, Utah, or moms of Provo, Utah. It's, it's a group of like-minded people who have natural organic discussions. They would love, there's so many groups that would love a restaurant owner to be involved in a non-spammy, non non-promotional way of just sharing news, sharing those noteworthy things, sharing updates. Um, if nothing else, you don't have to go create a Facebook group. Just go find the ones that are relevant in your community and just get involved in a natural way. Just watch what other people do and get involved. Love that. And w when you say like find a Facebook group and get involved, what could that look like? What, what types of Facebook groups would a restaurant in Sheboygan um, want to get involved in? Well, I haven't looked it up, but I guarantee if you type <laughs> in Sheboygan local eats or local food or restaurants, there's a bunch of them. And you can kind of quickly see on based on the number of members or what the posts are like. There's there's some, again, there's very spammy groups where it's just everybody's promoting their thing and nobody cares. But there's some really genuine groups, especially right now around supporting restaurants and small businesses. It's a lot of really good ones. All you got to do is type in that search bar. Yeah. Uh, just so, so look at that search bar for any sort of like food groups, community groups, get involved, make it organic, don't spam. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense. And, and, why do you think, Dave, like, why is there such a push to local? What, what, what has been, what happened in this pandemic that made people switch and, and start to really want to support local in a way that I've never seen before? I've seen little signs that are like, you know, shop local, but it, it's, it's a sticker in the window and that's it, right? Like, what, what do you think it is? You know, I've, in all candor, a few years ago when I thought of shop local, I thought of spending too much for the same thing you could get somewhere else. I mean, yeah. that's honestly my cynical view, and a lot of people still hold that view. Is just, oh, that's nice, support local. Oh, that's that's a nice thing. Shop small Saturday, that's nice. But sort of my cold capitalist view, my cynical view before was, you're just paying too much for something that's not as good. And I'm telling you, one, you know, the last couple of years I've gotten into these places and experienced them and talked to business owners and seeing what they have to offer. They almost always have something really special, whether it's mm -hmm. the experience, whether it's the service, whether it's the food, the product. I mean, there's a legitimately big advantage to shopping and eating local um, that I think people are realizing. But to, maybe to more directly answer your question, People are realizing the fabric of our country, the fabric of our communities, a really important piece of that fabric is entrepreneurship and small business. And nothing symbolizes small business and entrepreneurship better. Nothing has more emotional draw to us than coffee shops, restaurants, clothing boutiques. Those, are the, those retail restaurant type locally owned businesses are the ones that emotionally reach out to us and, and we think, oh, that owner had a dream and it's getting shattered by something totally out of their control right now. That's where I think the support comes from is people realizing, oh my goodness, this isn't because they have a bad product. It's not because they had a bad business. It's because they're literally shut down or literally restricted in ways that they can't control and let's help them. So I think people, it's kind of, you, 
when you realize what you stand to lose, you tend to take more action. I think that's kind of what's going on. I think that that's, that makes a lot of sense because it all of a sudden goes from, uh, you know, a restaurant to a neighbor's restaurant. Right. And it's so easy for us to understand, Hey, that could be us. That could have been my job. That could have been what I, you know, uh, my life, my family. And for a lot of people it is. And so seeing the ramifications and kind of having a little more of that empathy. Um, I think you're exactly right, Dave. I think it's very, very astute observation. So um, what, what any, any final pieces of advice that you would give to restaurant owners, operators, retailers? Well, again, my final piece of advice is get involved online. You, you as the owner, figure out a way to tell your story to people right now and maybe think about how to integrate that into your overall strategy. But right now, over any time, there's, there's people in their basement offices doing professional videos. There's people doing the Tonight Show from home. You can do things now that don't have to be professionally produced. Just, they just have to be real. It's a great time to do something real. So get involved in social media. Tell your story with a cell phone video. Find groups in your community that you can, you can share that with naturally. Love that. So here are my takeaways. One, get people to share and review. Uh, if, if you can't use technologies like, uh, like Ovation, you know, get signs, right? Hand, handwritten signs. Um, two, tell your story. I love that. It doesn't have to be professional. It just has to be real. I love that. Three, find Facebook groups and get involved in a non-spammy way. And then four, grab a hold of this local wave, right? Don't know if this is like going to be something that continues, but this is an awesome way to get more people involved, engaged to your front doors, to your digital front doors. Um, and that's what this is all about. And that's how you step into this new normal uh, with an increase of customer base, right? Um, yep. So Dave, how do people find, follow you and the Keep Local Alive movement? Honestly, the simplest way is just go to Facebook, type in Keep Local Live. It's facebook.com forward slash Keep Local Live. Follow our page and you'll see that, you know, there's some cool stuff we're doing. We're also doing some stuff with Facebook, Facebook groups in certain cities. So yeah, hit us up on Facebook. We're also on Instagram and LinkedIn and others, but that's the main place. Awesome. Well, Dave, today's ovation goes to you for keeping local alive, because if it ain't local, then what's the point, right? And, and at the end of the day, no matter how national things get, it all boils down to local. So anyway, Dave, thank you so much for uh, coming on to Give an Ovation. And thank you for doing your, your part to help support and grow and create this movement. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Zach, for, for giving us a chance. We appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Talk soon. Glad you're with us today. And thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.